All right. Hi, everyone. Jen Amos here at the Filipina American Women Project podcast show. And as always, I have my incredible co-host with me, Nani Dominguez. Nani, welcome back to the show. Hello, hello. And I just want to say how excited I am because 2020 is the year that we have reached our first 10K downloads, 10,000 downloads for our show. And so I feel like I should like open up that way moving forward so people know that like we're becoming legit. Yeah. <laughs> we're becoming, yeah. you know, more known. So it's so really exciting. I thought I would just share that. And we have a lot of exciting things in store for this podcast show. So if you're listening to this for the first time, I highly encourage you to keep listening and follow us on Instagram. I know I've been talking about this for some time now, but we will be updating the Instagram public feed soon. I was just talking to Nani about it before the show started. So look out for that. <laughs> Being Too responsible soon. and stuff. Yeah, taking care of our marketing for once. <laughs> but uh, but Nani has definitely been doing an incredible job, um, you know, managing our community on Instagram. So if you really want to engage with us, I really encourage all of you to at least follow our stories because that's where we are the most active and engaging. And Nani does an incredible job really getting other Filipino American women recognized through our Instagram stories. So anyway, with that said, we are excited. Again, excited. I need to come up with more adjectives other than excited, but we are (laughs) excited. We are stoked. We are joyful. I don't know, because we are interviewing another incredible person in our community. And so I want to introduce you all to M. Josephine. M. Josephine is an artist, singer, songwriter, and connector. She is also a mom of two who wants to empower other women in their self-love and personal development journey. M. Josephine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me and congratulations. Wow, 10,000 downloads. That's, that's amazing, first of all, because that needs to be celebrated. So I'm clapping it up here in Jersey <laughs> City and yes. uh, making sure that you uh, can hear that. But um, I celebrate that. So congrats on that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's validation for us to keep doing the show. You know, I'm not saying that I'm like looking at the time when we're going to end it. It's more like, wow, like, OK, people are paying attention. People value what we're doing. And so we want to continue to give to the community and really amplify our stories because people want it and people are asking for it. And also people are asking me more about how they can start a podcast. A lot of other women of color interested in that. And so I just I'm all for it. I'm here for it. And And if anyone is listening to this and interested in possibly starting a podcast because you feel like you have a story to share, which you do, by the way, feel free to reach out to me. Lately, I've been kind of giving some free consultation. So jump on that while you can (laughs) until I start charging. But, you know, we'll we'll see if I actually charge. I don't know yet. I I need to figure out my worth for that. But that's a whole other issue. All right. So... (laughs) So, M. Josephine, why don't we start with you sharing, how did you hear about the Filipino American Woman Project? And more importantly, what inspired you to want to jump on and share your story? I think that, honestly, just seeing a lot of posts, I guess, pop up in my feed. I've been trying to, like, reach out more within the Filipino community on social and just really connect, right? Because, there's a huge Jersey City population of, you know, Filipinos here. I don't know if you ladies have ever been to Jersey City, but there is a huge population here and community keep growing. So I'm like, I want to, you know, connect to Filipinos around the world, like not just in Jersey City and just really, you know, get to know that community and be a part of it and see what amazing things, you know, everyone is doing outside of my hometown. And so 
something from your feed popped up in, in my feed. And I'm just like, wow, what is this? I connected with it. I love what it stands for, what, it, what it's about. And it really just gravitated, you know, to me, or I gravitated to it. I, I felt like the timing especially was just really good for me. So here I am and I reached out and I was like, oh, I wonder if, you know, they'll be willing to, you know, to connect with me, but it's beautiful what you're doing. So I'm grateful for this opportunity. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing that. And I think you're the first person that we are interviewing from Jersey City. So shout out to Jersey City. For people who have never been to Jersey City, can you share a little bit about the vibe of like where you live and, and all that? Mm-hmm, yeah, definitely just urban community. Uh, Jersey City has been going through a lot of changes. I would say within the past 10 years, even Mm -hmm. a little bit more than, you know, it's got its rough parts, and then it's got its gentrified parts. And some folks would even say that it's becoming the next Brooklyn. Mm. But it definitely like got that vibrant culture. You've got so many ethnicities living in the communities here, you know, the neighborhoods, Everybody is very community and like family oriented. You know, you definitely have your like your party scene and the restaurant row going on. Lots of murals across the city. Again, like just very vibrant and cultural, you know, scenes here. But it's a beautiful, beautiful community that we've got going on. That is incredible. My only perception of Jersey City, and you can slap me for this, is that <laughs> is that I, in media and then even like talking to my sister who currently like lives in New York, not to call her out on this or anything. But, you know, I've always been under this impression that, you know, people would like they say that Jersey is like not like New York, you know, <laughs> they say like, oh, if you're going to do New York right, you want to go to um, at least Brooklyn or, you know, what have you. I'm curious to know if you've ever heard that and like, how would you respond? to that like if you've kind of heard that kind of like you know Jersey versus like New York kind of thing (laughs) oh no it's definitely something that that has been a a live conversation I think for as long as I could remember right I think Jersey doesn't really have that type of respect that New York has and you know it's not really on that level but I think it's starting to get noticed it's starting to become on that map of you know Jersey City actually you know the views from here are beautiful too, right? So mm-hmm. it's just a different in pers- a difference in perspective as far as what you're looking at, but people are starting to realize it. So the development is happening very, very, very rapidly. And so people from Brooklyn are moving here. People from Manhattan are moving here. It literally like tall, high-rise buildings are being built. Ask anybody from Jersey City, you cannot get around even with a car. Probably better to be like walking mm. <laughs> or or riding your bike. It is just becoming so congested. That's the only thing that I guess would be the downfall is like how congested it's become. Mm-hmm. But there is definitely that, oh, New York versus New Jersey thing. But I do think people are starting to realize like, no, you know, Jersey's where it's at. You get more space you get the views, you get the, the culture, you get the, the vibrancy of the art scene and everything. So I feel like you do get a little bit of that New York feel. Mm-hmm. Jersey. Beautiful. So listeners, if you ever felt that way about Jersey City, you're wrong. And- <laughs> 
think twice. I'm, I'm telling myself that only because I know so little about Jersey City. And I appreciate you saying that. It kind of reminds me of like when I was living in SoCal um, in San Diego, uh, a lot of people were moving to Temecula. And so Temecula is like, it's basically like a lot of people say it's like up and coming. And, you know, sometimes people say like, oh, I moved to Temecula because it's like a lot cheaper. But like the community there is up and coming and just as vibrant. And so it really kind of like what you said, it's all about your perspective on it. And it's not to say that your life is any less interesting. Like if anything, you are like ahead of the trend. Now that you mentioned that people are, you know, people from Manhattan and people from um, New York are in Brooklyn are moving over, you know, over there to Jersey City. So, so there you have it. <laughs> Jersey City. Uh, yes. And the rent is, you know, it's a tiny bit cheaper, just a tiny <laughs> bit, um, depending on where you go. But, you know, people are definitely have caught on, which is making the rent go high. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's just so beautiful, you know, like we got it all here. I'm sorry, like born and raised, I know, but yes. um, I'm trying to be biased, but you know, Jersey, Jersey City is like, is just special to me. So yes, and you're allowed to be biased. You got to represent, like you got to show people that <laughs> Jersey City is the place to be. So there you go, listeners. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing that and a little bit about how you heard about the project and representing Jersey City. I just wanted to like just overdo that because we haven't had someone from Jersey City yet. And so I think it's great that you're representing that area on our show. All right. Jen was here jumping into the middle of our show, as I always do, to remind you why this show is possible. So, you know, at the end of every episode, I tend to say, if you didn't catch our guest contact info, don't worry, we'll have those in the show notes. Check them out. I work so hard on them. You're welcome. Well, it's been brought to my attention that our show notes are not as easy to find as I thought, which is why starting summer 2020, the Filipino American Woman Project is proud to be partnering with Captivate, the world's only growth-oriented podcast host. Captivate is created for independent podcasters, designed from day one to help you to focus on audience growth and the expansion of your audio influence. One way that Captivate makes our lives easier as independent podcasters is by taking the guesswork out of making a website for your show. That's right, a website for your show. So listeners, starting summer 2020, finding our show notes will be so much easier. All thanks to Captivate. You're welcome, as always. If you're about to start podcasting or are getting burnt out from all the extra work of producing one, like building a website, consider a seven-day free trial, that's right, free, with Captivate by visiting thephilamwoman.com. That's the philam, short for Filipino-American-woman.com. Or, you know, check out our show notes in the meantime, which is in the details section of each episode. Once again, you can visit thephilamwoman.com or visit the details section of this episode. Okay, so with the Filipino American Woman Project, the intent of the show is to collect stories and life lessons told by individuals living or have lived in America that are of Filipino descent and identify as female or pronouns she, her. And also, we are opening it up really to people who identify as non-binary as well. And so, M. Josephine, can you share with us a little bit about your family background and why you identify as a Filipino American woman? Absolutely. Well, I'm actually half Filipino. I'm Filipino and Italian, but I grew up with my Filipino family. So my mom was Filipino and my dad was Italian. I actually didn't know my Italian side. You know, I met him 
probably like in my late 20s. I don't want to give my age, but uh, (laughs) I met him, you know, definitely late in my life. So all my life, it was just basically like Filipino culture, Filipino food, cuisine, the language. I can understand more than I can speak. You know, the dance, the cultural dances, the Filipino social parties. I grew up around that. I was immersed in that. So that is why I identify as being Filipino American. I love that. That kind of reminds me of Nani. Nani is half Russian and Filipino, but she's mainly been more exposed to the Filipino culture than her Russian side. Am I saying that right, Nani? Yeah, my Russian side is pretty much, I mean, my Filipino side is also very like Americanized, but more so on my Russian side, like we don't even know what city we're from (laughs) in Russia. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, very cool. Um, Thank you so much for uh, sharing that, M. Josephine. Um, Let's go ahead and fast forward to, or actually, I feel like I have a, no, I do have another question. Have you ever been curious about your Italian side? Oh, absolutely. I was very curious. I think anyone else, anybody would, right, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But growing up, it was more of like, well, what does he look like, right? And Mm. what features of me, you know, come from him? And, you know, obviously, like I'm, I'm, well, not obviously, but I am a light, a much more fair skinned than my mom. My mom is definitely brown. So I kind of grew up wanting to like identify more with her. I wanted to be, you know, darker skin toned and, you know, mm-hmm. um, so there's a, there's a lot of questions internally and just trying to figure out myself and identity. You know, it was, it was a bit challenging. It was definitely a bit challenging, especially when you don't have answers. And you're growing up with this as a child into, you know, your teen life into adulthood, Mm -hmm. right? You have all these questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's interesting. How do you feel about like your identity today? Like, you, you know, since you mentioned that you had a lot of questions back then, have you felt like you kind of come to a place where you're okay with not knowing, you know, the answers to those questions? Mm. That's a very interesting and good question because growing up, I think that I struggled with feeling accepted in the Filipino community, just amongst my peers, because I think everyone thought automatically that I was Latina or Mm. Puerto Rican, right? So it was like, oh, you know, you're a wannabe Filipino or something, right? So it made it definitely challenging for me to identify and feel accepted. So eventually people were like, oh, no, you're really Filipino, you know, like, (laughs) They looked up, they saw my mom, they saw my brother, you know, they saw like my family. So people started to understand more about my story and how that became about, right? Even to this day, like I would say that I do identify most as Filipino. And, you know, I obviously say that I'm half Italian because that's, that tends to be the first thing I say is people will ask like, oh, are you, are you Spanish? Right. Um, and I'll say, no, you know, I'm, I'm Filipino. And they're like, oh, but you don't look Filipino. I'm like, well, I'm actually half Italian. So it's like, the mm. it kind of leads from one thing to the next. Right. I think that's just kind of what comes naturally to me, because again, I wasn't, I wasn't brought up in an Italian household. I wasn't brought up with the culture. So yes, I do identify because it's in my blood. But like, first and foremost, I feel more closely connected to the Filipino side. So that's, that's kind of like who I am right now, right? It's part yeah. of my identity. But, uh, you know, I always first and foremost say I grew up, you know, Filipino I'm with my Filipino family. 
Um, and I've been with the nonprofit for about 10 years now. So this is 10 years in for me. Um, and it's near and dear to my heart because uh, my mom was a serial entrepreneur growing up. Like nine years old, she was doing Mary Kay, Kirby, Aloe Vera, Symmetry, Japan Life. I mean, you name it, everything. And uh, I got so like accustomed and like really getting to understand what that world is like that I could do her demonstrations at nine years old, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she even got a car, like a pink car from Mary Kay. Like, oh, the Cadillac? Good... <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yes, the Cadillac, right? So like, so getting a peek into that world, it just, I didn't realize that it was called entrepreneurship growing up, but here I am now and um, I'm able to help, you know, people through this nonprofit, you know, to get them with their business dreams and fulfill their business dreams. And then also just being an artist, a creative um, curator. I curate women empowerment events through a passion project of mine called Goddess Network. And we do a lot of self-love. We're, we're in the space of like healing. We're basically bridging the arts and how to heal using your arts and your crafts and things like that. Um, we're giving people a platform or giving women a platform so that they can, you know, be in the spotlight. I also do something called Inspired Artist Movement, which we do at an annual conference. And it's basically connecting the creative entrepreneurship to moving your project forward, right? Or your creative endeavor forward. Um, so as artists, we, you know, tend to not look at ourselves as like, how do I make this into a business, right? Or how do I just even being sustainable, how can you make it sustainable so that you can do it, do what you love and not feel like, you know, you're burning out and you don't have a means to pay your bills, pay your rent, right? It's all making sure that we can do what we love and that we're able to really survive off of it. And so that came out of Inspired Artist Movement. Wow, that's incredible. And if you think about it, most artists are entrepreneurs because they are creating something out of nothing and they have to market it. And so I think that's really cool how you are uh, providing, you know, those resources to to artists, essentially. For, for someone that is an artist and they, like, let's say they're talented and but they're just talented, right? I guess, what do you tell them? Like, how do you talk to them and say like, hey, like you can make a living out of this? Like, like what does that conversation look like? And also what are some initial steps like you encourage them to take? Mm-hmm. Well, for like, I would say uh, musicians or, you know, performing artists, I would say having your, you know, your portfolio or a press kit, right? Putting together your work of art in the mm-hmm. same way that Instagram allows you to create a portfolio, you're basically building your brand and you're showcasing your brand to the world, right? So whatever that might be, whether it's visual or performing, you definitely want to put yourself out there. So it's making sure that you show up even when one person is in the audience or two people are in the audience or a hundred people are in the audience, making sure that you are getting your name out there. There's really so much to consider, you know, when it comes to you know, what are some of the things that artists really need to consider and think about, but it's really just showing up. It's showing Mm -hmm. up to make sure that you're putting in the work um, and that you're giving it your all, your hundred percent. Right. And even, even sometimes like people might think, Oh, the quality is low on this or whatever, but your drive, your passion, your confidence, 
showing that you believe in yourself, all of that really, really, really transcends and people will gravitate to that. So that is definitely also important, right? Oh, absolutely. I I asked that question because at least with the Filipina community, a lot of us tend to struggle with wanting to become a creative because of what our parents had wanted us to be, you know, like have some kind of stable job. And so do you feel like maybe part of your work or, or have you had like situations where you had to talk to artists and say, hey, it's great that your parents want this for you. They want you to have like a stable life and a stable job and stuff. But like, clearly, you're passionate here, and you should explore that. Like, have you ever had those kind of conversations with the people you've run into? And I guess, particularly if maybe they're women of color or Filipinas? Yes, absolutely. I would say that the conversation ends up becoming like, well, the reality is, this is more of a gig world, right? We are in a gig Mm -hmm. economy. Um, it is not just about what a school can provide and say, hey, you, you completed this, this is your degree, and this is, you know, the, the symbol of you completing it. It's also about experience. It's all about, you know, growing your network and who you know. So I've had conversations where, you know, we, we talked about the, the importance of balance, you know, and making sure that you are kind of juggling a little bit of everything, right? but you're not focusing too much on something where you kind of take away from the other. I think there's a different season for things. So if you're a serial entrepreneur, go get it, right? Be that serial Mm -hmm. entrepreneur, but just make sure that you are balancing it out and that, you know, you're out there. So you don't have to just rely on a nine to five. The nine to five is good for you. Yes, it's going to make sure you can eat and you have food on the table. You got a roof over your head. But that nine to five is also going to put money into what you're really passionate about. And if we stop doing what we're passionate about, you're taking away, you know, you're basically taking away life from yourself, right? So you're pouring Mm, into yourself by doing what you love. So if you can balance that out, do it. However means that you can make it, make it a part of your everyday life and your routine. Wow. I had to write that down. If you, if you don't pursue your passion, you're taking life away from yourself. That is very powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I want to check in with Nani. Any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's true. I like what you said about the importance of balance. And I, I like what you do with your business just in general, because, you know, people don't, buy into whatever you're selling, they buy into you and how strong your brand is. So um, it's important to have all of that stuff in alignment so that you can, you know, function. I appreciate that. Thank you. Another important thing too, is that as artists or creatives in general, we're always looking for validation or we tend to look for validation, right? And it's like, how can I become, you know, like this, or how can I feel accepted? Mm. And there are a lot of like artists who feel like they're the underdog. They're not really the go-to. They're not really, um, you know, asked to do the gig. They're not asked to like, you know, jump on like the mic, the open mic or whatever. And it's important to feel and understand that you have support because that is building up your confidence in itself. So being able to provide a platform just as you both have right through this, which is amazing. This is giving people and women confidence and a platform to say like, 
they believe in me enough to do this and I'm going to keep believing in myself, right? So whether or not I am that person that they call to be featured on a song or to be called to feature on a show, you know, I still feel like, you know, I'm, I'm being seen and I'm heard and that I'm important and that I'm needed in this space. So that is a big, big thing within the creative realm. Yeah, that's definitely, I can imagine how tough that must be battling with people's egos <laughs> in the creative industry. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Wow. Awesome stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, M. Josephine. Just where you're at in life today, it sounds like you're doing such incredible work, not just being an incredible mother, but also the good work you're doing in your nonprofit and for your conference and the things that you do for uh, creative people. So kudos to you representing Jersey City. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, my absolute pleasure. All right. So I'm excited because... I need to come up with another word than excited. I say excited so many times. But anyway, I'm gonna, I think we're going to put on my to-do list to get like an adjective, like a list of adjectives. That's the I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, I don't think it loses its charm though when I say excited. So maybe I'll just stick to it. It'll just be my thing. Okay, so the purpose of the show is to ultimately publish a book where we have a collection of life lessons and stories told by Filipino-American women. So, M. Josephine, I'd love for you to share a life lesson with us today and also what aspect or what story uh, in your life had led you to that life lesson. I would have to say that to have fun, to really stop, pause, take a moment, to just be tuned in to everything going on around you, to really tune into the blessings that are around you to not take them for granted, have fun and laugh. You know, life is going to be filled with ups and downs, no matter, you know, how much money you make or how many successes you reach or how many amazing people you meet. Life is just going to continue. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be amazing. But if you can have fun and just, you know, keep, keep the lighthearted jokes going, you know, keep the laughter going it's going to be smooth ride. So I think what's really pushed me to really stop and just be present to really not take life so seriously. I don't want to say life so seriously, but to not take the challenges and, and the curveballs that life bring you so seriously is having kids, right? They really make you think about, well, is this really the end of the world at this point? Right. You know, so I want them to see me as like, okay, mommy, she still weathered the storm and she was able to smile at the end of the day, right? And she was able to see the bright side or the the positive, you know, from the negative. So that's what I would say as a life lesson. I love it. And that's why I love doing the show. If there's anything I was looking forward to is hearing people's life lessons, because it's kind of like how they say, like you need to take a shower every day, like you need life lessons every day, like you need some kind of motivation, you need something, you know, positive affirmations to get you through the day. And so I appreciate you saying to just have fun. And yeah, it's a good reminder that despite the challenges that can come our way, it's a blessing to be alive. You know, it's a like, I always think to myself, like, wow, I woke up today. That's cool. Wow, I got out of bed today. Like I I can clothe myself. I can, you know, I can Mm -hmm. like, I can like take my dog out. I can go shopping on my own. Like lately, I've been thinking a lot about just feeling blessed to be fully abled, you know, to do stuff on my own and to be like independent in that way, because I know one day in life, I'm not going to be able to be that person. Someone's going to have to take care of me. And so I think to myself like, wow, like just 
all the privileges that I have really remind me that whatever challenges I have, I know I can tackle it because of what I have and to have fun, like you said. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's the, I think that's like the first time we had someone just say, have fun. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, people forget that. And I think that that's super important for your kids too. Like you said, at the end of the day, mommy was still smiling, you know, like that Mm -hmm. is what they're going to remember. So it's good that you think about that. And let that lead kind of your your actions. Definitely. And I guess in a nutshell, don't sweat the small stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Because that's what we would want our children or our kids, you know, who are coming up and, you know, going to be faced with these challenges. And it's like, no, you can do this. So just don't sweat the small stuff. You got this. Just keep going, right? And you got this, right? So I think it is important. And, and like you said, it is absolutely like taking a shower every day Mm (laughs) because you need that. You absolutely need to be in it. You need it. And these words are important. So I'm glad that you're doing this book to really pull together all of these uh, words of advice. It's important. Yeah, thank you. You know, people could easily find motivational books or those calendars that have like a quote every day on it. But I think there's something super special when you are receiving that from other Filipino American women who have shared like these life lessons, because I feel like for me, it's more relatable because I know who it's coming from. And I feel like it's very much needed or could be added to our overall community. So thank you for saying that. Wow. What an amazing conversation today, M. Josephine. I really want to thank you so much for your time. Before we wrap up, uh, do you have any closing thoughts for us and our listeners? Just just that I'm excited to be a part of this. I'm so honored. And this is actually the first, you know, Filipino podcast and, you know, let alone Filipino women podcast that I'm a part of. Um, So I feel I feel very special and honored. So just thank you. Thank you for doing this. And thank you for providing this opportunity. Yeah, it's it's our absolute pleasure. I don't think I can have enough women or Filipino women in my life at this point. I want more. So thank you for mm-hmm. being a part of it. <laughs> for people that want to learn more about the good work that you're doing, M. Josephine, how can they get a hold of you? How can they find you online? They can find me on IG at Sophily Josephine, or you can email me inspiredartistmovement at gmail.com. Beautiful. And I say this on every episode, but if you did not catch that, that'll be in the show notes, which is usually in the details of each episode. So check that out. And I also wanted to add that I especially love your name, M. Josephine, because my sister's name is Josephine. <laughs> so <laughs> I've, I've really enjoyed saying your name this entire interview. <laughs> I've actually never met a Filipina Josephine, so I'm excited about that too. So <laughs> Really? Yeah. One of my favorite aunties yeah. is... Uh, my Auntie Josephine on my Filipina side. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is like a random fact that I remember from like elementary school, but there is this book. So my full name is Jennifer. There's this book. It was about cats, like two cats. And the book was called Jennifer and Josephine, I think. I don't know oh. if it's still out there. I remember seeing it like way back in elementary, but I was like, oh, that's me and my sister, you know, except I'm not a cat person. I have allergies to cats, unfortunately. <laughs> But I was like, oh, Josephine, you know, but yeah, no, beautiful, beautiful. All right. Well, 
Uh, with that said, I want to thank you again, M. Josephine, so much for your time. So much. I appreciate you sharing your story and letting us kind of pry into your life. And uh, just <laughs> for, for the sake of, of storytelling and for our listeners to listen in. And I uh, can only imagine that this will positively impact our listeners. And so thank you so much for joining us today. And also, I want to thank Nani for co-hosting with me as always. You are incredible. <laughs> with, with that you. said... Oh, sorry. I'll pause. Go ahead and say thank you. <laughs> it's okay. Go ahead. Thank I, you. <laughs> yes, I tend to. I tend to just like run, like talk, and so I have to like actively tell myself to stop and like make space for Nani. It's okay. I just wanted to like squeeze one in there. Okay. <laughs> okay good. Good. Yeah. So I, I think we'll do that moving forward, Nani. I'll make sure to pause every time I say thank you for co-hosting, so you can say thank you. It's so okay. Just, I don't. I don't mind. Okay, just sidebar. It's important for me, though. I need to make space for you. It's very important for me. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. So with that said, we want to thank you all so much for listening. And we look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Bye. Bye.